Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Hey, radio friends, I am Mark Bird, and we are excited to continue on this discussion this week in this episode of Journey Living with an episode we're calling The Power in the Tongue. So interesting set of words, and it might cause you to say, hmm. But with me in the studio together again live is Shannon Meyer. Shannon, are you ready to get into the power of the tongue today? I sure am, Mark, and I can hardly wait because last week I think we just barely, barely touched on our words, our tongue, and what comes out. And, you know, the Bible says you can speak to a mountain, and mm. it has to go. You can speak to your giant and it can be defeated. You can speak over your body for healing and it can be healed. You can even speak to the enemy and he has to flee. And so today I think we often don't realize, and we talked a little bit about this last week, the power that is within us of, we know that you talked greatly on this about, it's like a force fire, a little ember, a little spark can cause an an inferno, a forest fire. But also today, I want to talk about the power that we hold within our tongue to make things happen according to the word of God. Now, I am not a um, name it and claim it or prosperity gospel. I'm not saying. I learned something a long time ago, and this is so true about the God's word. You have to be able to speak out of God's word to a woman in Manhattan, to the woman in a hut in Africa. You cannot, you know, I've heard preachers, and I'm sure you have too, Mark, that said, if you march around this mansion, you're going to have it just believing. Oh, yeah. You've heard that guy. And, you know, I've been to Africa, and that woman could march around her hut till the day is done. More than likely, she is not going to obtain that. And, And I'm not saying that there's not miracles and she couldn't be taken up and out of there. But you know what I mean? The gospel has to pertain to every walk of life, whether that's the richest of rich or the poorest of poor. And God's promises are true. So what we want to talk about today is just that, that power. And I wanted to just go back to where Jesus was in the wilderness and the power he spoke to the enemy when Satan came to tempt him. And he spoke out of the scripture saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. And that is when the enemy had to flee. So Mark, I would love to hear your take on what kind of power do we have biblically in the power of our mouth? Okay, so first of all, my mind goes to Genesis. Immediately, Genesis chapter 1, because how did God create the world how did God create the world? He spoke it into being. He spoke being. it into being. Now, yeah. you and I are not God. No. But Genesis one twenty six, we are made in his image. That's now, right. it doesn't mean, Shannon, that you and I can say a word like, I'm going to create a human being. <laughs> right. We can't do that. But here's the interesting thing. And I want to liken it to the New Testament and to Jesus. And we talk a lot about Matthew 28. You know, Revive Ohio talks a lot about Matthew 28. But here's interesting. Verse 18 says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus said that. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to the very next verse implying, and now I'm giving it to you. He's not giving us 
creative power per se. Like, but he said, I'm giving you all authority. And how did God speak? He spoke on authority. When Jesus is called the name above every name, why is that? Because he's been giving all authority to do so. But yet there's something to this, Shannon. And and you can see this and you've experienced this too. I don't care who you are. You've experienced words that you say yourself and you've seen the reaction when you speak life words to Mm -hmm. someone you see the reaction to that and when you speak evil words to someone maybe you don't even think that i'm going to speak an evil word to this person but it may be a discouraging word or it may be an evil word and you see the effects of that what we're talking about today is that there is power in your tongue and i think the first piece of this shannon is just bringing the awareness to everyone listening today, that there is power in your tongue. You're not God. You're not going to create worlds, but you're going to be able to change someone else's world by what you speak out of your mouth. Absolutely. That is so good, Mark. And it reminds me of Deuteronomy 30, where Mm. um, it says, you know, I offer to you life or death choose life and that is through our mouth if god is um being able to speak life to come alive think about ezekiel where he spoke to the dry bones you know and and they came to life the same is true found in deuteronomy 30 it says this day i call heaven and earth as witness against you that i have set before you life and death blessings and curses now Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord, your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the Lord is your life. And he will give you many years in the land. He swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I love that because it's saying, listen to the Lord's voice. If we are going to be his ambassadors, if we are going to imitate Christ, we have to listen to what he said. So that means there is power in that. And like you said, God spoke earth, all the galaxies, everything we know of today into being by his voice. And I think we also have that power. Yes, not to create a new planet, but we have the opportunity to speak living life or we can speak dying death. I I agree with you, Mark. You know when someone speaks ill, maybe it's just in their tone. I was having a a great conversation with a gal in leadership last night in our small group that she's got to confront some things in her um, church family. And we were just talking about you can say anything honestly to anybody. It's how you say it. You can deliver the worst news simply by your tone, your body language. And I I know when someone is just quick off the cuff or they're they're just, you know, their tongue is sharp, it makes me recoil. I don't want to be with them. I just want to get out of the room as fast as I can. I don't want really to even be there because what they're doing is lashing you just like a weapon would just lash at you. So I want to be careful of what comes out of my mouth. And I have had to confess. I've had to go back to my children. I've had to go to um, people in my family, to friends where I know that my tone, my mouth got me in trouble um, and repented of that. And then I have then been made aware of how damaging that can be. But I also know this, 
that the power in the tongue is to bring forth what God has promised us. And, and a lot of the women and children I work with, just sharing those who are distraught and in despair, I can tell them just Jeremiah 29, 11 is, is just that promise that would they think there's nothing left of their life, that there is this good father that he has planned for you to prosper you and not to harm you. So many times I think we've been under the guilt and condemnation that you did this, so God's going to strike you here. Mm. That is not our father. Amen. And it's taken me a long time to realize that. And mm. I've shared that many times, but, but he loves us so much. And he wants to give his goodness, but we have to listen to his voice. Shannon, I have to go here, especially because the title of our episode today, Power in the Tongue, uh, directly quoted out of Proverbs 18. We touched on it last week. I just didn't give you the reference. And I want to give you the reference because I want to have you meditate on this. Uh, this is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If it doesn't say it all right there, and it says, here we go. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm -hmm. Shannon, we'll live by those words. We will die by those words, <laughs> right? But the life and death are in the power of the tongue. So it's truly revealing to us. This isn't some new doctrine, Shannon, that you and I are making up oh, today, no. right? This is the word of the Lord. It is. And I think if we don't take that to heart, then we are going to see death in our relationships. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, I don't know why people aren't coming around or, you know, people have walked out of my life. One of the first things I often talk and when I'm counseling is, you know, what is your relationship like? What, how are you speaking to them? How are you talking to them? Because if you want to have a mass exodus of people in your life, Listen to your words, how oh, you're talking to people. That'll be the surest thing to get everybody to leave. Because I think in today's time, especially, we have heard enough bad news. We've heard enough negativity. I don't think anybody else needs to hear anything else. I don't know about you, Mark, but I don't need to hear about another war or another right. sickness. I just, I really, really need to hear goodness. And I, I think we have to stop it ourselves and you're going to have to be mindful of that proverbs 26 20 says without wood a fire will go out and without gossip quarreling will stop so i want to ask you the question are you helping feed the fire that we're seeing the firestorm of of words and with social media and fake news are you helping that because i know you and i know mark you can speak to this you'll see something on social media you'll hear something and it's just like everybody gets in there it's that drip of blood pack of wolves type of theory oh, yeah and i'm like are you throwing wood on the fire because if you would stop throwing wood on the fire it would stop if you would stop gossiping the quarreling <laughs> could stop and we feed into that don't we oh we do shannon and so i just think we've got to be mindful of our words because what comes out of our mouth remember defiles us it's kind of like you are what you eat same thing. You are what you speak. Well, I was thinking about the reason that I laughed, Shannon, is because you said the word gossip and it came into my mind literally three seconds before you said it. And I was like, you know, when gossip comes, it's it's the form of a temptation, literally. Hmm. So like if let's say you're sitting in a circle of people talking about something like you might be talking about something that displeases you, you might be 
talking about someone that mm-hmm. displeases you. And all of a sudden, when it comes to be your turn around the circle, like you can either throw wood on that fire yeah. and continue that gossip cycle, or you could turn on the fire hose right now mm-hmm. and you go, nope, this conversation is over. Yeah, one of the things I've had people in my day job will say, oh, did you hear someone was having an affair? And one of the things that will shut them down quickly or they'll say, did you hear that such and such? And I said, you know what, we should probably pray for them because, you know, I've said this. I don't know that any of our marriages are perfect. And, And their faces have been like, oh, and I'm not giving a church answer. Like, I'm just saying, you know what, that's literally true. Yeah. None of our marriages are safe. None of our marriages are peer proof that nothing is going to not happen. That's scriptural. I mean, you think nothing will happen. Be careful. Something very much. And so I think one of the things like you're saying is you can just douse it. Um, You can just say, you know, gosh, one of the quickest things to get somebody to to just be quiet and shut it down. It's like, you know what? Well, we should probably pray for them and their wife because or them and their husband because they're like, oh, well, you're not going to carry this on with me? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And, or I'll just say, gosh, that's too bad. I, I hope they're going to be okay. I hope their kids are okay. You know, that that's terrible for another family because divorce is hard on everybody. So that that is that is something I try to do. And I know I, I love what you said about dousing that. But Colossians 3, 8 says, but now you must, that's a you must command, put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk wow. from your mouth. Now, I don't know if that's a stern verse, Mark, but I don't <laughs> think there's much more stern than, but now, yeah. let's just, let's just, I'd love to dissect verses, but right now. So that means right now, yeah. not next week, not when the argument's over, not when they've justified what you've done or they've apologized. It says, but now you, meaning you, Mark, right. and you, Shannon, and everybody listening, not that person that's gossiping. You must, you must put them all away. Not one of them, but all of them. And mm. he lists them. Anger, which is often hateful speech. Wrath, again, is, is abusive words. Malice, where you're in slander, where you're slandering something, where you have nothing nice to say, or it's just even off the cuff, you could be saying something in a funny context, but it's still hurtful. Yes. And then obscene talk from your mouth. That can be curse words. That can be just coarse gesturing. You know, God is saying, put it away now and not one of them, but all of them. So think of it this way. Let's say your kiddo walks up with you, to you with a book of matches, mm. okay? They've got one on the strike, right on the backside, and you are they're standing over a pile of newspapers. Mm. You wouldn't say, now, just give me part of that. You would say, right now, yeah, give, give that me. to me, because you if you hit that strike and all it's going to take is a spark, and let's say these newspapers are in the trash can in your kitchen, you're going to say to them right now, give that to me. No more, all of it. Because just even one hint, even if there's a spark, even if they don't engage that match, one spark can fall onto that paper and ignite the whole thing. And the next thing you know, the fire department's at your house. And God is saying the same because of what we talked about last week and this week about it being the tongue can, is like that force fire. It can create that. And so God is talking very seriously here. You got to put it all away. Like you can't even take the chance of a little bit 
or kind of, sort of, could. No, he's saying all of it. Get right. rid of it. Be done with it. Shannon, it's kind of funny. I, I read things like this and I go, really? The Apostle Paul dealt with this same stuff back then too? And then I'm always taken to what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes. He said, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> and it's funny, I've had these discussions with my own children, with my own daughters. It's like, don't think that you've invented some <laughs> new sin, right? No, there's nothing new under the sun. Like it has been done, you know, centuries ago. And it's like, it's the same thing. Because it's human nature. Right. It's human nature. And Satan, like you said on last week's show, uh, Shannon, he's still at work. He's very crafty. He's very clever. And he's been practicing all of this for a long time. But yet, here's the thing. But we can contain him. We can control him in our own lives by what? By the power in our tongue. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that is good, Mark. And I think of James 3, it leads us back to James. I know we talked about that last week. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. So this isn't new. And I love that what you said, this has been going on for 2000 years and God didn't just fall off the turnip truck. This isn't, <laughs> right. you know, he knew about social media and fake news 2000 years ago. I think it was back then too. They just didn't have the internet. They had to carry it by, by camel back then. But it says James three, nine through 12 says with the tongue, we praise our Lord and father. And with it, we curse human beings. I think I touched on this last week who have been made in God's likeness. Let's just stop right there for just a second. So when you're slandering, when you're talking about people of, in ill will, you are talking and cursing the people who God made in his likeness. Wow. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Think about this. Um, you know, if you talk ill of, about my children, you're talking ill of me, right? That's right. It's the same thing as what he's saying here. In James saying, you know, these are my kids. These, this is my human race. And I know what somebody's going to say, but you don't know what they've said or done. You're right. But it's also true that God blesses the just and the unjust. Yes. He is, he is never giving up. He's always chasing us. And what I often want to say, especially when there's condemnation or somebody wants to point a finger I often will just say, and this will stop somebody right in their tracks. So if you're dealing with somebody who's a gossip and they're just slandering, just say, gosh, if not for the grace of God, there go I. Meaning, you know what? Thank God that he rescued me or he helped me through that because none of us are exempt in all of us. If he's created us in his image, he's saying, James, the writer here is saying, don't curse the human beings that the Lord himself has made. So you're offending the Lord about his kids. And I know Mark, your kiddos too. If you, they, someone spoke, if I spoke bad about your kids or Jill, that's your family. Right. You, you would have a problem with it. So think about it that way. Um, that even, even the non-believer who Jesus is chasing after, he still loves them. I, I think of, and it's hard for us to believe this, but the Hitlers of the world or the Saddam Hussein's, he died for them too. Yes. And we have to remember, even though they're full of evil, 
that was not his plan for their life. He wishes that no one would perish without coming to know him. So we have to be careful even when you see evil and wrong. I mean, think about Jesus with Judas. He knew exactly he knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew he was going to sell him up the river for 30 shekels. And he, he knew that yes. he was the gateway to his, his crucifixion. And it's there that he said, go and do what you need to do. He never condemns him. He never says, really, Judas, I've walked with you for three, wow. three years. You've done miracles. He never says any of that. He's like, just go do what you have to do. So, Mark, why don't you work on closing us out here? Because yeah. this mouth thing gets away from us and time does, too. Yeah, I'm finding myself today, Shannon, not being able to get away from Proverbs, you know, which is not a bad thing, is it? But it's so powerful. And you know what? I've had to actually read this and take my own advice or really take take God's advice in this. But I'm going to go back to Proverbs chapter 15 and very beginning verse, uh, verse one, which is a, a great reminder even for myself uh, when someone speaks evil of me. And, you know, Shannon, you might be able to relate to this. If someone says anything about me, that's one thing. But you touched on this. You talk about my family. Right. It's a whole, whole, whole nother, nother game on. Yes. Yeah. But it says this, a soft answer turns away wrath. It turns away anger. It turns away you know, rage, bitterness, all those things. But a harsh word stirs up anger. So I have a choice when somebody speaks a word at me or even at my family member, but a soft answer turns away their wrath. But a harsh word, if I answer back harshly, it stirs up more anger in them. Here we go with the tongue thing. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouths of fools pours forth foolishness mm -hmm. and, and you might listen to verse three and think it's not related but it does it says the eyes of the lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good and here's why i'm saying it's still in context because verse four a wholesome tongue is a tree of life but perverseness in it breaks the spirit mm -hmm. and shannon i'm sure you have met people doing what you do that have come to you with their spirits broken. Oh, absolutely. Every day on a daily basis. And I know what I said last week is so much of wanting to leave this earth prematurely, wanting to self-harm comes from a seed that was planted more than likely of what someone said to them, um, whether they were worthless or a waste of time, breath of air, so many people just, you know, from our childhood on up will live by the word of one or two people that can set us on a track for the rest of our life. Mm. I'm reminded in First Peter 3, 9, as you were just talking about that and stopping, you know, just stopping a hateful tongue, stopping it in its track. First Peter 3, 9 says, do not repay evil with evil mm. or insult with insult. So don't get in a match back wow. and forth, back and forth. It says on the contrary, repay evil with blessing because this to this, you were called. So mm. we're supposed to, we're called so that you may inherit a blessing. I know one of the, the hardest things I think when we get to heaven is God's going to say, I had all this for you. And you know, 
I don't want to miss out on any blessing. I'm kind of a spoiled brat of, <laughs> of God's, you know, because I want all he has for us. He's Amen. a good, good father. And he has so much to give us. And I just think, Mark, you know, so many times when we speak ill, when we return to evil for evil, which is, listen, it's easier to return evil. <laughs> I'm not, I, we're human. It Let's is. be real. Sometimes if somebody's mean to you, it's like, man, it doesn't take but 2.4 seconds to lash back out. But God is saying, if you will stop that, if you will not repay evil for evil or insult for insult, and you're right. We have targets on our back, don't we, of being in the ministry. It's messy, and somebody's always a critic. But if we can stand and bless those who ridicule us, bless those who insult us, God is saying, you will inherit a blessing. So I don't know about you, Mark, but I don't want to miss out on that blessing. If nothing else, if I got to find one way to tame my tongue, and maybe it's just, I don't want to miss out on the blessing from the Lord because that, and I don't want to make myself sick because of what's in my heart comes out mm. of my mouth. So think of it this way, whatever comes out of your mouth goes right back into your stomach. Ooh. It defiles who you are. If you study that, it defiles your innards. It's going to go in there and be cancerous. It's going to be um, just poison to your body. So I, although... You may be thinking the words that come out of your mouth is going to hurt that person. Believe it or not, it's going to hurt you more than it will ever hurt them. That's so good, Shannon. Again, because all of this is life. Because Jesus himself said, my words are spirit and they are life. And so listen, that's what gives life to our spirits is God's word coming out of our mouths. You know, when we're on the street sharing the gospel, Shannon, we ask the people, if at all possible, we ask them to read the verses out loud. Mm -hmm. And and why would we do that? Why is that so important, you might say? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I can't tell you all of the encounters that I've had with people, Shannon, when they're reading the scripture out mm -hmm. loud, their lives, you can watch it in their faces. Mm -hmm. Their countenance begins to be lifted up by them saying the word of God out loud. And it's bringing life to their very own life. Right. It just, it's a supernatural thing. Because I think that's where we see in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is living and active, mm. sharper than any two-edged sword that cuts through the bone marrow. So what a great message today, Mark, to just really continue talking about our words, our mouth, and destruction. What would you leave us with today, Mark, if, if you had one thing to say, and I know this puts you on the spot, but the power is in the tongue. It is. And Shannon, I, th I think here's what I'd like to leave our listeners with today. Uh, I want you to know that this is a process. You know what? And we haven't talked about this today, Shannon, but in the same token, if you've been hurt by someone else, forgiveness is a process. And you know what? Taming the tongue is a process as well. So you might be sitting there listening and you might have t uh, condemnation knocking at your door, tempting you to like be all down and out because your tongue is not tamed. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you, it's a process. Mm -hmm. So if you will begin the journey by just the awareness first to say, you know what? I think, uh, Lord, I need you to help me with my tongue. 
and start taking a step at a time, I believe that we will walk down that path on this journey living together. So friends, thanks for tuning in. We love having you and we look forward to being with you again next week. 